pack your bags and grab your plane tickets because today we're going to list this. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to List This, where we list and you listen. My name is Josh, and as always, I'm joined by... Cameron. And Jim. And today we're going to be listing top five interesting places to visit, uh, specifically outside of the United States. So there's plenty of stuff we could talk about um, within the U.S., but we figured uh, we would want to expand it and yeah, we can do give the US rest list. of the world. <laughs> yeah, do a U.S. list another day, too. But yeah, no. So these are going to be... Uh, they could be cities. I think we wanted to do a little bit more specific, but I'm cool. Yeah, I, mean, I'm, I think I think the only one that we had was it can't be a country as a whole. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was our only... Like, I'm trying to focus on little pieces of places yeah. that are interesting or draw the attention of people. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you could put like, uh, I don't know, like the UK as a whole, yeah, but yeah. there's so much within the, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, so. Cool. So uh, I'm going to pass it off over to Cameron, who... You know, Jim and I have been stuck at our house. <laughs> Cameron actually just got back from a trip, so you were the... I did. It was like a very long 10-day trip <laughs> across this country, so not in other places. You but, still got further than us. But I did, yeah. <laughs> it, I got far. There was a lot going on. Um, so, starting off then with number five. Number five. Uh, I'm going to be talking about, and I'm going to butcher the name probably, but the new Schwarzstein Castle in Schwangau. Germany. Sweet. That was decent. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this castle uh, is, it's like a, it's like the pristine fairy tale castle destination. I put it on my number five. It's just really, really interesting. For me, it reminds me of actually um, something out of Swamp Thing, out of the comics. There's like this evil castle that they have there and it, it looks very similar to that. It's actually the castle that they used as inspiration for Disneyland's castle, for Disney's castle. So it, it's it's kind of just a cool little uh, it's destination. Yeah, yeah it I mean, is, it's, a, it's a gorgeous... It definitely looks less like your classic like medieval yeah. castle, which I think is also really cool too. Yeah, it's just this really pretty white castle with like these little like red pops in it. And it it's surrounded by like this lush forest and it's just, it's really, really pretty. It's one of those places that it's just a huge piece of history with how, with how long it's been around. It's just, it's a really cool little building. I like that. It's, it seems like it's tucked away in like a bunch of mountains Yeah, to where it's, there's, it doesn't look like there's a lot around it. Um, oh, I guess there's a little town on the other side of it. And they just saw but the, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of remote, but at the same time, like there are, you are going to find other things that are near it. Yeah. But it, it just, it's one of those places that... It also sits up really high. So it yeah. looks like you go up to the tower of this castle and you can see everything. Yeah. yeah, and you can see, I mean, there's no way it hasn't been used for tons of other inspiration. I mean, it looks like half the castles I've seen in Dracula films and like <laughs> all those types of things. And um, there's a similar looking castle, if it's not the same one, in the Brothers Grimm movie that had uh, Heath Ledger and Matt Damon in it way back but it, so it's it's a castle that i've seen multiple times or at least i've seen versions of multiple times yep. it's one of those that eventually um like i would definitely like to see it like in person too not just in pictures but yeah uh this says that it was used in a few movies like chitty chitty bang bang yeah. and uh and the great escape in 1963 it also served as inspiration for the castle so you're right yeah. yep yep 
That's interesting. Yeah, it's a beautiful castle. Uh, I am not going to spell it out for you guys. You're just going to have to search Germany castles, and it's like the first thing that pops up. So, but it's very beautiful. Um, cool. So moving on to my number five. My number five is going to be the Burj Khalifa in uh, in Dubai. Okay. Uh, it is the world's tallest building. Um, and I was in the Middle East for like three years and I had opportunities to go there to, to Dubai and the, the Arab Emirates and I just never went. <laughs> so, you know, jokes on me, I could have gone, um, <laughs> but it's, uh, 2,716 meters, more than 160 stories. Um, and it's got a, a, a bunch of records. It's the highest observation deck, high, uh, tallest service elevator, um, elevator with the longest travel distance, number of stories, highest occupied floor, uh, tallest freestanding structure, and then tallest building. So it's just a, it's just a masterpiece. It's just like, it's just one of those things where the Arab Emirates just has a bunch of money. So they're like, why yeah. not just build a giant building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like. Uh, Dubai as a whole is just like a massively like yeah. beautiful city. It's also like a very rich culture too, because like, I mean that's where we have some of like a lot of like the state of the art mm-hmm. like things that are all just kind of happening in the city. Like you have you know expensive cars driving around everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. like modern marvelous you know architecture and you know it looks like a very high end high end mm-hmm. region. Plus, like if you look at pictures of the Burj Khalifa, seeing pictures of it lit up is gorgeous yeah it's fantastic uh, i was in bahrain and they had buildings not to that stature but yeah. they had building like the um the world trade center in bahrain would light up at night and have like these propellers on the side of it and it was yeah. just really cool so that whole like region is just really uh a visual spectacle yeah um but there was there is another building right next to it called um I know this is separate from this, but it's the Burj Al Arab or Arab. Um, and it's got the world's tallest tennis courts too. So oh, nice. it's really cool. So, I mean, yeah, I'll show Jim a picture of it. It's just like floating in the that air. That is cool. Yeah. And it looks terrifying. It would be but... like horrible to lose the tennis ball though. Yeah. Because the game's over. I cannot imagine. There's like no fence around it. So for people it doesn't who are not look looking like at it, it yeah. there's no fence around it. It's like a helicopter landing pad. Yeah. yeah. I cannot imagine trying to play tennis on that. I feel like I would run right off look the edge. Look how close he is. Like, too. He's, he's like serving a tennis ball. Yeah. Uh, there's, so, so for anyone who's ever played tennis and you know that you can like run off the courts sometimes, like there's no room to run <laughs> yeah, off the court. No, really like, the last time you you're run gonna off the hit court. the grate on the side and trip and just fall unless off. you like if you're gonna play tennis there, I would say just play tennis like with a parachute on your back. That way, you could, it would turn into skydiving. <laughs> Extreme tennis. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would, if, if you're going to do that, I would recommend learning how to parachute or face jump. <laughs> but, what better way to learn than just being I thrown just off a building? The, I just pull the cords, right? That's <laughs> look at them, okay. Yeah. So I know there's pictures that came up, so I know we're not supposed to like really show picture yeah. stuff, but like one of the pictures that came up is two guys looking over the side. Like, yeah, no, I'm good. It's like, yeah, I'm there, good. there's like no, there's like nothing there's to keep zero, you from just yeah, falling oh, to your whew, death. I'm good, man. That's gonna give me. I'm gonna get vertigo next time I play tennis. Just yeah, anywhere. Yeah, right? that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So right. cool. I like that one. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit less specific uh, with my number five because I just like 
Tokyo. So Tokyo, Japan is going to be my number five pick, just like the city as a whole. Because everyone that I hear that travels there says it's like an amazing, amazingly beautiful place. It's very, very rich with culture. Very, you know, like it, it is a little tourist heavy, I think, at this point. So, you know, part of me feels like I should have looked up better places to look in Japan. But I love the city life yeah. idea of it. You know, like the high, like all the high rise buildings, the beautiful colors, because everything's like always lit up. There's, it's a very yeah. bustling city. There's, it's very colorful. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think that's what attracts me more to to Tokyo, like as a or like you know, it might be downtown Tokyo, or I don't know exactly specifically where, but you know, so it, it's just somewhere I've always wanted to go. The thing that fascinates me about like Japan as a whole is that there's the amount of people that live there but the amount of organization that they have, right? Like they all work, walk on a certain side of the street. Yeah. They all walk on a certain side of a, uh, uh, the stairwell. The subways work immaculate because everybody they just kind of like do knows stuff, their they part. do stuff correct. Yeah, it sounds like they do stuff correctly, yeah. not like here, whereas like a, a light, if it's, you know, a light turns and like, because you go to New York City and like, it, it's just, it's, it's insane to yeah. like walk around and you know, like you, you could be rock, walking on the right side and the person could be walking on the wrong side and you'll bump them and then they'll get mad at you for yeah. it. Where it's like, you know, and especially the people in Japan too are so, yeah. just are so much more respectful where it's like something like happens like that. Both of you guys are saying sorry instead of like, it's funny yeah. because like everybody, it seems like everybody is in a hurry, but nobody looks like they're in a hurry. Yeah. So yeah. it's a very, it's a very, uh, I mean, it's a calm a, rush. It's a bustling <laughs> city, but everyone's got things that they're doing is usually yeah. what I get from yeah. people that have been there. Yeah. It, it's always a place that I've wanted to go to and hopefully. I just, I, you know, I want to go more to experience the culture. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I want to, yeah. you know, cause I hear there's a lot of like really, really cool things to do there. There's a lot of like really interesting. They have like all kinds of different interesting cafes. You know, I'm a big fan of like you know asian food and stuff like that and i would love to try asian food obviously from the source yeah like legit, um, yeah yeah so um because i hear it's way different you know than it is here like we have a, we have an americanized version mm-hmm. of it so one thing that i will say is tokyo is known for its weird vending machines i don't know if you guys knew that yeah, yeah. they're like really weird yeah strange there's <laughs> anything from like used panties to like yep. i think they have like uh car vending machines and stuff yeah. you can actually buy cars out of a vending machine so it's just really so we're getting those in america now are are we? Those, oh yeah those are in america now okay. they're, they're like weird giant towers yeah <laughs> oh yeah i think i did see yeah. that yeah but uh but yeah that's it's... more reason to go is for the weird vending machines yeah, yeah, it's just interesting just to walk around and kind of see what you can, <laughs> what you can find out of a vending machine. It, it's also, it, to me, it also seems like one of those places where they're not necessarily like ashamed to, to have like the weird stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, Japanese culture is like you know very like anime esque, or you know they have a lot of like they, it's a much different culture than us, and they don't feel quite as ashamed yep. as it as it is here. Whereas like you know here you get certain people that like watch anime or like are way into manga and stuff like that and mm-hmm. they get like ostracized or criticized for it here you know and like that kind of stuff is like seems like it's it's embraced on a much higher level yep. even though not everybody accepts it they still embrace it because that's part of their culture cool Cameron what are you uh, what are you starting off with all right number five so I already started I we're going to number four. Oh, sorry oh, yeah you're right <laughs> wow. I whispered so no one could hear it oh cool yeah. thanks <laughs> I don't want to sound stupid <laughs> You always do it, okay. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> number four. All right. So for my number four here, um, I just 
I just got back. So we got, I got back from the trip. One of the places I went was Mesa Verde, and I really love old like uh, indigenous sites and things like that. I think they're really really cool. There's a ton of history there, especially in like Mesa Verde. There's things like looking all around, like you're seeing tons of different uh, like buildings and structures that they're they're not even on like places you can go look at as a tourist or anything. Uh, and one of the sites that's similar that I've kind of wanted to go in Peru is Machu Picchu. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've always wanted to see the lost city. It's, but it's just a cool travel destination. Uh, it's on a mountaintop and it's it's kind of just in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it It is believed that people only lived there for actually about 100 years. So it wasn't actually lived in for a super long time. You're only talking like a couple generations of families, basically. Uh, And the reason why it is actually so well kept uh, is because of that uh, is because of them leaving so quickly. The Spaniards came in. Spaniards didn't go raid it because there's no one there. So the Spaniards didn't go destroy anything. They didn't take anything. So it's just kind of sitting there, you know, all on its own. it's just a really immaculate piece of work, though. And it's really I mean, well kept, right? Yeah, even today. I, yeah, and I mean, I mean, there's still like perfectly like flat areas of it, and it's just it's amazing what they built back then. It well, was the Mayans, right? Um, think uh, it was the Mayans. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry to put you on the spot like that. I Incas. Was just, it okay, was the, the Incas. Incas. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those cities, like, we talk about, you know, you hear about things like the, uh, like, El Dorado and, like, Lost Cities of Gold, Mm -hmm. and this is one of those cities, I think, that shows why there are so many legends like that, too, because it's just incredible. It's on a mountain, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's something that would not have been easy, like, I cannot imagine trying to build on top of that. Man, that's quite the sight, though. That's why I was just going to say, it's like, yeah, Yeah, you're living in the clouds. Yeah, I mean, you are the top of the mountain. It's just, it's really cool. It makes you wonder, like, what, if they took the time to to climb the mountain and build this town, what made them leave? Like, that kind of thing. I mean, it could have been any number of things, but it's just interesting because it looks so elaborate. Yeah, I mean, like, I look at it and I think, like, especially, like, talking in Mesa Verde and, like, learning about a lot of the stuff. I did a lot of tours there and learned about a lot of the sites and... You know, a lot of reasons why people leave is because there's not enough of a food source or a water source. And looking at where they're at, I can see how you're like, you have people traveling, you know, like three hours a day to go get water. That's just to get there and then to get back. So, I mean, you you have to think about like those little pieces. It doesn't, it doesn't look like a super viable place to have a city, but it's just an amazing piece of architecture. It's incredible. Well, that's also interesting that you bring that up because we are a like an adaptable people like we've made you know we yeah. like made homesteads in places where they should have never been able to make homesteads like like you know. arizona <laughs> i was thinking a little bit more like in that heat i was specifically thinking, like uh, in, like indigenous people of like uh, yeah. um i was just thinking nevada <laughs> I, had drive, I had to drive through like 16 hours in nevada yeah. guys. <laughs> no i was thinking like up in like you know the upper reaches of like canada and like russia where like you know it's, it's cold and snow like Siberia, all the time yeah, yeah like, like you know yeah. we have people that like have lived there for you know a number of years and yeah you know and like it, it's just interesting to see that like is this if this isn't that viable of a place to live mm-hmm. then I don't know. It's really cool. I love. I love that view, though. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it didn't make my list, but I definitely saw it on on like you know interesting places to visit yeah. in the yeah. world. Um, it doesn't necessarily interest me personally. I guess the fact that it's like high up in a mountain and it's beautiful wood, and I guess I have the to learn more about play. like the Incan. There, there's a lot to learn there. There's also we've talked about like uh, like we talked about like cryptid stuff, and we've talked mm-hmm. about like 
myths and legends and i think it's funny because there's a lot of alien presence there for like that community where like people think that aliens help them build it and there's like this proof and how it the structures are made and, like, and that's, these, there's yeah. like perfectly built blocks and like all of this so it's also got a lot of controversy around it because of that which i think is kind of cool yeah, it's just, just a lot of stuff though. i know and it's just it's one of those sites that i can see why there'd be controversy but also like seeing a site like i did this past week it, it you know i can see how people would get up there and build it too they didn't stay very long they but they built it and left and they left us with something that's amazing thanks for leaving it for us <laughs> um and thanks to humanity for not destroying it yet yeah because that's cool uh all right so my number four is gonna be uh across the pond from that it's gonna be the city of giza in egypt okay where they have the pyramids and the sphinx and stuff oh, yeah. Um, it's just fascinating. I've always wanted to go and just see like the hieroglyphics because they had their own like picture language writing and, system yeah. and um, just the elaborate like the, all the all the stories as to like why again like aliens help the Egyptians build pyramids and like why do they build these big elaborate pyramids for one person? You know, like, these things are massive. Yeah, they're and, big tombs. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of controversy surrounding yeah. the history of the pyramids. So I mean, for as much as we know about Egyptian civilization, we don't know a lot actually, which is kind of a you know interesting yeah. thing. There's also still ancestors from those people mm-hmm. today as well. Yeah. Um, so there's one there's one Great Pyramid. Uh, it was built for the Egyptian pharaoh Khufu. Um, it took about twenty years to build, um, and it has three burial chambers. Um, it's about 147 meters tall when it was built, and it's about 139 now because of erosion. Um, so it's just, I don't know, it's just fascinating. And then the Sphinx is just weird. Like, it's just this weird, like, human dog thing they yeah. built. And, um, yeah, I just I just think the, the, like, the myths and stuff behind it are fascinating. The, the, uh, the method as to how they got them built like I think, you know, they, they talk about like slave labor and stuff like that, and then pulling these giant blocks up these ramps and just setting them on top of each other and stuff is just yeah. It's I, I mean, even, it's a feat that is just I mean, it's things that we can't do today. That's yeah, and that's no. the questionable aspect of it is how were they built? How yeah. long did it take them to build them? Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's really really interesting. So there's a show on I think it's history channel i want to say because i used to watch it for a little while where they would like actually take a lot of these big you know like the pyramids they did the uh, pantheon in in greece mm-hmm. and they like essentially deconstructed it and like was able to like look inside of it using you know obviously like modern day technology and they mm-hmm. you know essentially tore it down quote unquote to see you know a lot of like what was going on on the inside and you know speculate how like and why this stuff was built and you know, and like the restoration that we're doing today for some of these. And it was really kind of an interesting, um, interesting show. I'm trying to find, um, I'm trying to find the name of it so I can plug it. Um, but um, An interesting thing I found about the, the Sphinx is that they actually built Sphinx statues uh, to guard important areas. So it was just kind of like a guardian. And that kind of leads into the whole belief thing, which is fascinating. Like they had the whole gods and mm-hmm. the whole, yeah. Yeah. Um, mythology and yeah so yeah that is my uh that is my number four is gonna be the uh is giza, giza yeah just as a as a as a whole cool 
Um, my my number four pick. Um, I'm gonna kind of go back to a little bit of like my marine biology and like love for the ocean and stuff like that. And I should have put a little bit higher up on my list, but I like the the way my list is broken down is the Great Barrier Reef. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Thought about putting that on my list. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. It was one yeah. of those where it was like the last one that came to my mind and I was just, mm. and it clicked where I was like, it has to go on my list because it's such a gorgeous. And I was like trying to think if there was any other ocean like areas that I want to want to go to visit, but the Marianas Trench. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, there was, I don't know, uh, putting tours, tourism and stuff aside, you know, because like that would be my only gripe, and I think that's probably why I put it a little bit lower on my list is because it's it's becoming such a big tourist spot um, that like I don't know if I could appreciate the beauty of it quite as much with the amount of people that are going to be there doing stuff. Yeah, you know, and that's one of my biggest issues with it. But like, I would love to be able to go see the you know because it's another colorful, you know, beautiful scenery. You know, because you have a lot of different fish, you have a lot of different animals that are swimming around there. You know, yeah. plus you have the reef itself um you know and, and there's just it's just teeming with so much life and it's such a big you know still yeah. such a big research spot too and it's also fragile because there's the idea that it's slowly fading away which yes. is yeah. also a huge you know problem there's also the question of whether or not it's fading because it fades and then comes back and it fades and comes back but yeah. it's regardless it's time sensitive too yeah so yeah, yeah. so but i mean it, again it's just i mean it's such a gorgeous like and i know the water's like over in Australia too are just like amazing, you know, amazingly clear and it's also where Steve Irwin died, right? Close. I think. Mm. I don't think it was right there, but um I thought he was swimming with uh He was swimming with Stingrays. Swimming with Stingrays. But I don't think it was at the Great Barrier Reef though. Oh I could be wrong. The, it was at the Bat Reef, yeah, you're correct. Okay, I just I didn't I didn't know. I always thought that it was. A, I learned something because I always thought it was a Great Barrier Reef, unless the Bat Reef is part of it. I I don't know. I, I haven't looked into it, but yeah, it's super fascinating. Like Cameron said, it's it's also kind of depressing because you see how like um, crappy it's getting, and that could just be like you said, a phase where it's going to come back. Or yeah, is it treated to could like be, us? It, yeah. That's the thing is that there's a lot of arguments right now. They're still going about whether or not it's our poor conservation efforts, which is a huge possibility. Yeah. Or if it's just, you know, climate change, which also could be done by us. And mm-hmm. also if it just is one of those things where it dies out and comes back, as we've seen yeah. through history. I mean, things don't last forever. Yeah. That's, you know, it's one of those things. See, and that's what makes it sad. That's, what, again, like it's such a big tourist spot that mm-hmm. I feel like that could have an issue with it because we have so many foreign objects like entering and exiting the water right around that area that, that could be having a negative effect on people touching the coral and all that yeah stuff. even though like you know obviously there's rules against this stuff but yeah. like we are a race of yeah. people who don't like to follow rules and like to do what we want to yeah. um even if it is detrimental to you know uh to stuff like this so but the great Barrier reef i still want to make it out i, I want to go out to australia as a whole but like specifically that would be a place i would want to visit mm-hmm. um yeah good choice uh, now I know what number we're on. Cameron, you want to do our number three? <laughs> number three. All right. So moving into number three, um, this is a place that I think you guys have probably heard of. Uh, it's Petra in Jordan. Uh, so Petra was actually used for an Indiana Jones film, which is the easiest way to talk about it because okay. a lot of people have seen it because okay. of that. Yeah. Um, it's it's this really beautiful um, yeah. palace okay. that's yep. built like into the wall. It also is the basis for uh, 
a lot of just like Nanda Parbat, which is in DC yeah. Comics. Um, it's this it's is, basis for like a in, lot of mystical places. This was in Transformers too. Yes, also yeah. in Transformers. This has been in a lot of features in a it yeah. It, in a lot it's of one movies. of those things that you see a lot. Um, it, it's a really really pretty sight that it's just been there for I think around I think since around 300 BC or something like that they yeah. think so it, it's survived for a very long time I believe yeah. it's made out of limestone too which is even more amazing so that usually decays over time and this is still just structurally beautiful mm-hmm. um, it, it's yeah. just a really really pretty site around Jordan um, and it's just you know it's just another site that's rich with history yeah it's just one of those things The that... Fifth Element was the other movie I was thinking of I think something like this was featured in oh okay yeah, yeah. Anyways, they also did something like this this in, uh, in Mortal Kombat Annihilation where they had some kind of like uh, um, thing built into the side of a cliff or something like that. I don't know if it was this exact thing, but they had something like that. So not only is it beautiful, it's also been bastardized by tons of <laughs> Yeah. I mean. Yeah. One of the pictures I actually came across, there was, I mean, a whole bunch of people in front yeah. of it. Yep. And I mean, it, 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 like that kind of stuff almost makes me not want to go to some of these places because. It, it just to me sometimes it just ruins like the beauty of it because yeah. there's so many people there that are also like yeah. it, they're all tourist attractions sometimes exactly like, yeah. was it uh, so like I we see the outside and the outside is pretty um, unmistakable because you said like movies and pop uh, pop culture and stuff like that is it uh, is, is there stuff inside of the like the, like the inside of the yeah. actual structure yeah yeah um, so. It's not easy to find pictures of yeah, the inside of the say, actual yeah, structure. Yeah, I see outside pictures. Yeah. There, there are, like, videos, I guess, like, I'm looking to see. There are videos um, mm-hmm. that show the inside of it, I guess. But in terms of pictures, it is hard that you are hard-pressed yeah. to find pictures from the inside of it. Cool. It seems like it's mostly a tourist destination where people go. They take a photo with it on the outside and they leave. Yeah. And that's, you know, and as you said, it's swamped with people, yeah. which also, I think we've talked about this before. It also kind of ruins sites when you just have things that are swamped with people yeah. and they're, you know, bastardized. I mean, that's just what they are. I went to DC and I went to the Lincoln Memorial and there was just like way too many people. And I was There's, like, this yeah. is not, you don't get the same effect as no. like going there and having this solemn place. Yeah. Yeah. And then. If well, everybody would just shut up and like look, it would be cool. But everybody has to talk and yell. And, it's filled with screaming children. And, yeah, because yeah. it's a lot of like you know they do a lot of people do vacations as families. They do field trips from schools. You know, different stuff like that. So yeah, well, it's like going to like the best beach spots in the world. Like you find the same thing where it's just too many people. Yeah, and because it's, not, it's quote unquote like the, one of right. the best places to and go. You're like, like look, look at the and, water that has all the people. Like it, it's just a sea of people. Is yeah. all it is. Yeah. So this says that. We're actually not allowed to go inside okay. because yeah, because of people have started to erode the inside and stuff. Okay. So you're only allowed. That's to go why outside. we can't find pictures of it yep. of the inside. So yeah. makes sense. That's good though. That's good that like only certain access to some of this stuff is allowed because that helps to preserve. You know. Yeah, and I know that's also something that's argued by people that I, I've actually heard over this past over these past couple of weeks with some of these older sites. Is people are like, well, should we let people in or should we not let yeah. people in? Should we let people destroy it? I went to some caves out in Great Basin, and people back a hundred years ago, uh, when they went into those caves, they would carve their names with fire into the ceilings yeah. of the caves with their torches wow. so people do just kind of destroy things and you know you lose out on these awesome pieces yeah. of our world and i i think that is yeah it's a fair question to be asking 
So moving on to my number three. My number three is going to be the city of Hiroshima in Japan. Okay. So staying in Japan with Jim. Um, again, uh, I've said it multiple podcasts. I'm a big World War II buff. Yeah. And just the fact that Hiroshima was um, like basically leveled completely and they rebuilt everything essentially from scratch and continued to go on. It's just fascinating. I've heard that you can see, you know, like, I'm sure there's still buildings and stuff that they left as a reminder. Um, I've heard you can still see shadow people, which are like the remnants of people that were caught in the blast and it just put their, um, yeah, it's like, like engraved it's them like into the concrete. Their ashes burned into yeah. whatever structure they were next to. Yeah. I've also heard the structures there still have like a faint glow at night too, which oh, is, really? yeah, because they're still so irradiated uh-huh. that there is like a faint glow there. But that is just one of the things I've heard. It's a really terrifying piece of history. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrifying piece of history because it's so modern. It's not long ago. Yeah, we're not yeah. even a hundred years out. Yeah. So it's it's very recent in that sense especially when we're talking about all these other historical sites that we've been talking about and we go into that and it's yeah yeah i mean you think about the city in general um is it was a it was an atrocity really i mean um it was not necessary i i don't i don't think i mean you guys can probably disagree yeah but uh it says that 87 percent of americans still believe the bond memes were awesome and it's just like you're thinking like millions of lives yeah. lost and it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. But the city in general is, is ripe with history. There's like castles and stuff there. There's Japanese castles and um, all of that, all of the, you know, the history from, from World War II in general. And then, like you said, just the Japanese culture anyway, like the food, the, the um, their um, like religions and beliefs and um traditions and all that stuff is really cool and then you have i'm not sure if they grow there but you always have the the cherry blossoms and stuff too which is really cool. oh yeah I've yeah that stuff is gorgeous to see that. Trees, yeah. and then uh bonsais and stuff too are really cool yeah so i mean all that stuff i'm i'm a big fan of japanese culture <clears throat> i've always too. wanted to go to japan and i feel like uh me being a world war ii buff and wanting to experience japanese culture like hiroshima or nagasaki would be like the two that i would yeah. have to go i have to go visit so Maybe for that reason, to, maybe you and I have to take a trip up there, go to Tokyo and Hiroshima together. Yeah, absolutely. We could take the bullet train, probably. Yeah, let's do it. Um, cool. So yeah, good. I, I can appreciate that again for the same like love of like the Japanese culture and just the love of like different cultures in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as far as breathtaking views go, um, I'm gonna take it to my number three pick as like the Himalayan mountains. Um. I was debating whether I wanted to put like the mountain range as a whole or if I wanted to do like Mount Everest um, because I know I'm never going to climb Mount Everest. (laughs) So I'm like, that's why I was like debating, but I just, I would still love to be able to visit like that kind of stuff if I ever had a chance to like take like a helicopter ride, you know, around it and and see the mountains or even go up like to one of like the lesser mountains and just be in the mountain range uh, just because I love some of those breathtaking views. And stuff like that. I didn't even think about Mount Everest putting this together for some reason. I don't, but it is, I mean, like the whole mountain range itself is really interesting. It's the highest mountain, it's not the tallest mountain. Yeah. Um, which is also an interesting thing because it starts further up. 
So yes. Mount Everest is actually one of these shorter mountains. It's actually not super yeah. tall. Um, but it goes higher. So there are much higher so there are much taller mountains that you can actually climb, which is what a lot of people recommend instead of climbing Everest because it's dangerous. I mean it's it's an extremely dangerous mountain to climb. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean what made me think about this one was like I, I wanted less tourist attractions and more like, you know, places to visit that are very you know, just very beautiful and very serene and, you know, places that, like, make for a much better story when you talk about, like, you know, your travels and stuff like that. And so, like, you so know... very active. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, because you talk about all these other places and, like, you know, you, the first thing you think of, like, at least me, I don't know if a lot of people do that, but it's, like, you know, the same thing as, like, tourist attractions. You know what I mean? Like, with the Great Pyramids, like, you know, you, you, a lot of people go over there. Um, you know, same with like some of the other ones, but, um, yeah, so, but like, I love all sorts of difference. I went down below with the water and the Great Barrier Reef as being a breathtaking view and then up top with the mountains and that whole area. Did you mean to do that? Not on purpose. No, no, not on purpose. Um, I just like mountain ranges too. Yeah. I mean, we do, we live in the Rocky Mountains, so it's really cool to see, you know, there's, our mountains are beautiful, but the like the Himalayas, the Alps, and stuff are just like incredible. Yeah. One thing that I think is funny is I've heard so uh, people climb to Mount Everest to see the view, right? They climb to the very top and they get to see from the top of the world. And I've I've read now. I, I was obsessed with Mount Everest for a long time. Like I used to read about the explorers have actually made it up there and survived and stuff. And the thing that they always say is that you actually can't see anything. <laughs> they say that you're so deprived of oxygen, you're so tired, you're so cold, and there's so many clouds that yeah. there's actually nothing to see. They said you're basically just standing on a barren mountaintop, and that's it. Above clouds. Yeah, they said it's kind of just disappointing. <laughs> yeah, which is why I would, which is why I put less Mount Everest and more of the mountain range in general, yeah, because no, you can know, yeah. find places where you can get those breathtaking right, views, yeah. you know, and, and stuff like that, which is more of what I would want and less just climbing a mountain well just like here like you don't have to climb pike's peak no there's, there's other everybody knows pike's peak you know from it, it's it's a pretty and, view from the top of pike's peak but there's yeah. pretty views from plenty of the other mountains exactly. yeah i've got pictures of like doing almost zero hiking and like just being able to go find a lake like yeah you know what i mean yeah, so, there's, there's beautiful places to go i do think it's interesting too with that mountain range because um some of them have never been summited as well some yeah. of the mountains out there so everest has been but there's smaller ones that haven't been yeah. um, because they're actually more dangerous there was a recent case where a whole troop of climbers actually got swept up in an avalanche because well, they yeah. were trying to summit one that hadn't been summited which is why i it's, say if i could take a helicopter or a plane right to see the view because exactly. i'm like i, I value my so life more than safe. seeing the uh, yeah so um cool yeah so yeah good good choice all right so then that leads us to number two. Um, number two. So I am going to do, I'm going to be talking about uh, Delphi. Number two. Yeah. Ha. What was your number two? It's a bad joke. I know. What was your number two? <laughs> All right. I'm going to talk about Delphi in Greece. Um, so this is a site that often gets lost, um, actually, to a lot of like people going to tour Greece and stuff like that. They go to look at like the main sites. Right. Yeah. So this was a very religious temple. It was a temple to Apollo, which is actually one of my favorite Greek gods. Um, and it's just this really kind of beautiful place. It was unfortunately kind of uh, taken out by Christianity being swept into Greece. Uh, and then in the 1800s, at some point, it was actually built on top of like some, somebody built a village on top of it. So they had to 
you know, remove that. But it, it's it's a disappointing thing to hear that it was you know destroyed like that. There's also um, a cave system nearby that was thought to have uh, like different muses and Pan in it as well, which is another Greek god, uh, and that is the Corician Caves, uh, and that is actually just a hike up from the religious site. Uh, there's a lot to love about it though. Um, it, it's situated in between like two different giant rocks, basically on um, two different giant mountains. Um, and it's just, it's just a really interesting old religious temple that luckily is still intact to a point. It was unfortunately torn down a lot of it, but it's still there. There's still like this little auditorium area. I saw Did the auditorium come up yeah. <clears throat> it, It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Did they go through and restore it? Is that, I don't know how much of it was restored. I'm assuming with it being an ancient site that part of it's restored, especially with the fact that there were things built over it. Yeah. yeah. So I would assume. But it, it's one of those sites that shows how, like, when a new religion came in, it kind of just destroyed the ways of the old and it destroyed physically a yeah. lot of those old And we're seeing so. a lot of, like, you know, they, they're doing a lot of, like, restoration stuff, like I said, like on the Pantheon, like I said earlier, there's mm-hmm. constant restoration efforts um, that they're doing yeah. on that one because a lot of the same stuff they're yeah. having to essentially they rebuilt stuff like that digitally to see how it was like how it looked and how it stood because of stuff like that where it was destroyed by you know like pieces of history were destroyed by other people coming in and, and taking over that area mm-hmm. um, which is really unfortunate but it's also you know just a thing of history at this point where yeah. like you know that's not that's not the first and it's not the only site to have been destroyed because of you know, something happened like we saw, you know, potentially that with like the Great Wall of China and like the, you know, the Mongolians and stuff. Luckily, like it worked out in a different way, but like, you know, it was still that same idea where the Mongolians were trying to come in. Well, like, and there's also, they get destroyed by day too because of all the tourism too. Yeah. We've talked about this before, like sites are getting yeah. like ruined and destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like I was there Mesa Verde and there's like black marks from all the oil from people's hands on the rocks and they're touching them even though you're not supposed to touch them. And like the amount of times the people that were, guiding us like the national park rangers they would have to stop what they were saying and say get off the walls get off the walls stop touching buildings get out of the buildings like you they, it's amazing that people just yeah. don't respect these yeah. sites yeah. but uh, yeah it also it, it's so destroyed that we don't know what else was there um there also could have been other sanctuaries other gods they yeah. think there was another sanctuary um to athena as well which would make sense with apollo yeah. there um but yeah it's, it's just a really really cool site really pretty it's a another one that's got an insane view of like this mountain well and i like a lot of history like i know you guys yeah. are naming like some more modern areas too and i'm like going straight for history because yeah. i just i and love I like appreciate the historical that sites. Yeah, yeah. yeah i do too i also love the greek uh like architecture yes oh, it's i love amazing. greek yeah. architecture yeah. it's incredible yeah cool uh my number two is gonna be more modern Cameron, so <laughs> well, all right then. Um, but it's more more stuff. I mean, I know you can do your stuff today, but my my stuff I feel like is more interactive. Like you can go there today and do it. Uh, it's gonna be the subterranean river in Puerto Princesa. Um, it's in Palawan, Philippines. So you know, my wife is is Filipino. That's why I'm um, not surprised. Yeah, yeah. We've we've been to Philippines. I've never been to Palawan, but. Uh, Pull up a picture of that because it's gorgeous. What was it again? It's, it's the, uh, um, subterranean. Yeah. If you just put Palawan subterranean river, um, it's just a river that goes into a giant cave. And it's super, it's beautiful. The water's beautiful. Um, it's surrounded by trees. You go into the cave and it's just got all these things like these um, crap. Which one of the ones that hang down? Is that stalactites? 
Uh, it's stalactites. It's stalactites, and then stalagmites are on the ground. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's got a bunch of stalactites, which are really cool. You can take tours. You can go swim and do all that stuff. So it's just really. Um, that kind of stuff it, is so gorgeous. Yeah, it looks it looks beautiful. I've heard it's really yep. it's really yeah. awesome. And so it's just something, and it's not. Um, it is a tourist destination, so like any of the places we mentioned, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of people there. Yeah. But it looks big enough to where you can kind of go on your own accord and, and explore. And yeah, stuff, I, can, however. I can see in the pictures, once you kind of go through the pictures, if you guys look up on the site, it, mm-hmm. you can see like multiple tour boats and stuff kind of following one after another. But, I mean, it is one of those things where they're going to close it off so that they're doing tours rather than letting a bunch of people get in. You do save the the sites by doing that. Too. Yeah, that and it's yeah. a much lesser known tourist site. So the amount of people that, you know, aren't going to be there, whereas, like, a lot of the ones that I've listed so far have been, like, very well known, yeah. like, tourist sites. So uh, In 2011, it was chosen as one of the new seven wonders of nature. Oh, nice. Which is cool. Um it says that they actually discovered about nine years ago, they discovered that the cave, uh, the underground river had a second floor, which is interesting. It means that there are small waterfalls inside the cave, which just makes that that much more um, interesting and beautiful. Um, they also found a cave dome measuring about a thousand feet wow. um, above the underground river. Um, bats. River channels, deep caves, marine creatures. Oh, I'm sure there's so much um, more to explore yeah. with a cave like that. It says like that boats. they can't explore it, though, because of the oxygen oxygen deprivation. Oh, yeah. Okay. So wow, I guess, I don't know if you just have to put on like a scuba suit, like an oxygen suit or something yeah. like that to explore. But I would be scared. I've seen people go into those caves and they have those... Uh, those passageways that you have to like squeeze your body through. And, and I just couldn't do... Like, yeah. I couldn't do that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I'm dying to go, but I'll have to do that on a different day because I have to work tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cool. I like that one. I was trying to figure out some sort of like cave system um, to put on my list. I couldn't quite reach one, um, but I mean, I still like that one of them did pop up because now that teaches me about a new Mm -hmm. one that I can like put on my list of like go with us yeah exactly um (laughs) and you're invited too i guess (laughs) thanks for the afterthought guys (laughs) i guess camera can come um cool so one of your picks actually made me think of a different one that i would much rather have so i made a last minute change for my number two um my number two i'm gonna go with chernobyl yeah so which was a very very interesting piece of uh piece of history for anybody that like doesn't know it's essentially a reactor meltdown in a city in Russia that is still, I think, still blocked off because of how irradiated it is. Um, so parts you, of it, you yeah. Can't, you can go to the outskirts of it, though some people still think that's not recommended. And yeah. you can you cannot go towards the reactor because it's too heavily irradiated. Yeah, so I mean, that's what... Like, and you want to talk about recent. I mean, this is recent. Yeah, it's recent. 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a very recent event. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, but it's just like... I don't know the idea of it like walking around like everyone's like also excited to go see it but like the for me the idea gives me chills because it's like the ominous like nature of it because it's you know abandoned and destroyed it, and, yeah it's it's interesting because it's like you from the pictures and people have taken drones in there and stuff and gotten footage 
And it's like everything was left as it was the day everybody just kind of up and left. There's yeah. like textbooks on, on desks. Yeah. There's like, you know, grocery stores with like fully stocked shelves and stuff. Everybody just like got the. Hell it was out like, of yeah. It's really eerie. Yeah. It's super eerie. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a lot of the pictures that you see, it's always like, seems like it's like misty, you know, it's overcast. Like, fog like yeah, yeah, yeah. Fog, you know, cloud cover, very dark, very, you know, ominous. We have like, movies where like you know you're walking around in a post-apocalyptic like that's our post-apocalyptic setting yeah. at home like you know that's a real yeah. place that like uh i haven't seen that chernobyl show they came out with but i've heard it's great and i've been wanting to watch it i haven't chernobyl, seen the show i chernobyl uh, does fascinate me though i saw the terrible found footage movie I saw that too. Which is, yeah. ah, man, that's a. What are like monsters or something? It's so like they... stupid. It's yeah. they they go in, then they're attacked by like a bear or something, and then you're like, oh, this is gonna be that type of horror movie. But then no, it's, it's like, like mutated yeah. mutants running around the reactor of Chernobyl, yeah. and then the Russian military secretly locks them away in rooms down below. It's yeah, it's dumb. Bad. It's bad. Yeah. But Chernobyl is cool. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, one of the pictures I actually ran into, there was still water in the pool of, like, yeah. you know, one of, like, in, in like, one of the facilities. Like, that's just so... Another thing that fascinates me is, like, we, they don't recommend us going back there, but, like, the wildlife is thriving. And yeah. The grass and the flowers and stuff are actually starting to bloom again, which yeah. is kind of telling of... You know, things can go on if there were to be some kind of nuclear war or something. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I had a uh, I had a geology teacher who he told me once, or he used to always say that nature will always win, and he said specifically plant life yes. will always dominate. If you look at a lot of pictures yeah. that you see of Chernobyl, like there's like vines wrapping around buildings and like breaking through the concrete, and yeah. you know, like it, it will always reclaim. Yeah, yeah. And we see that in a lot of movies too, where. Um, I am legend was like a big one where, you know, like forest were like breaking through the cities yep. and we, my girlfriend and I just recently watched the new were Godzilla movie, not King of monsters, but the, the one before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could see that in like the ground zero yeah. where like the yeah. first, you know, the first attack was, yeah. um, you know, you, you can see that like later where like the, the nature was starting to break through again. And I, and you see that even here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nature is yeah. always going to take over and eventually take, over you know built sites and abandoned sites which i think adds to the eeriness of it Mm -hmm. because knowing that like that place has been abandoned long enough for nature to like to to start taking over again it's it's, it's eerie but it's super beautiful at the same time yeah Yeah. it's this it's this ominous beauty that like yeah and we're not as important as we think yeah (laughs) hundreds of years is the radioactive slowly like the the danger there slowly goes down and if they choose not to go in there, nature's just going to reclaim all of it, which oh, is yeah. really interesting. Too. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's going to like be an interesting site to see in the future, you know, because we're gonna we're gonna end up seeing a lot of like interesting structures in the future with, with like nature wrapping around and like taking over again, which also I I think is part of the reason why I put it on my list. Yeah. So, right, cool. Good choice. I didn't even think about Chernobyl. You got two on there. I did not even remotely think about for some reason. I think there's. I. I mean, I think with a list like this, there's going to be tons of places yeah. that we don't yeah. ever think about. <clears throat> We're definitely going to have to do a part two. Oh yeah, at some definitely. point. Yeah. So, part two. Well, yeah. And, and there's even things in this in our country too that yeah. we, you know, that yeah. I'm finding a lot. Pirapat, or sorry, Pripyat. Pripyat. Yeah, yeah, is is where you can really start to see like the the, the nature. Yeah, yeah, the town like right around it. 
It does yeah. look beautiful, though. I will say so, that. Like, that was also a, a map in one of the Call of Duty games. I was like, it, it looks very reminiscent of stuff like Last of Us. Yeah. Those as well, too. Like $3,000 apartments in their current state. Endeavor. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on to number one. We are on oh. number one. Yes, we uh, are. Number one. So, for my number one, this was actually partially brought up. You brought up the pyramids at Giza, but I want to st- I want to talk specifically about the Sphinx. So, the Sphinx is something I've been obsessed with Egypt since I was a child. I used to love. I used to watch all types of documentaries about it. I used to always want to go there. Still want to go there. It's not exactly an easy place to get to all the time here right now in this yeah. climate and yeah. stuff. Um, but. But the Sphinx is fascinating to me. So you mentioned that they used it as protection for like in front of their buildings. But there is an interesting conversation that's happening, which is that the Sphinx is most likely older than the Egyptians. So this is a really interesting thing. So the amount of the reason why this this comes about. So they think it's actually about nine, like seven to nine thousand years old, which is much older. This at like the forty five hundred that they think it is right now. So or something like that. Um, But they originally thought it was built by uh, Caffrey. It was built like for him. He has like the second tallest uh, pyramid in Giza. So it's one of the most important pharaohs out there. Um, But the Sphinx, the, the degradation of the limestone there would have been enough rainfall only way pre, like way beforehand. So what they think is that when the Egyptians showed up, the Sphinx was already there, which means they would have based their whole religions around this giant monument that would have been there. It also would have means that it was already degraded by the time they got there, which means they didn't even see what it actually looked like. But I think it's just a really interesting monument because for one, how is it made by the Egyptians is what, you know, that's one of those incredible monuments made by the Egyptians along with the pyramids. But if it wasn't made by the Egyptians, then who before the Egyptians, years before the Egyptians were able to build that and put that together? And also, you know, it makes like me wonder and I don't, you know, and like I'm not going to go too much into like science of like all of that and like the history. But if you have people building something like the Sphinx, were there people building things like the pyramids? Were there smaller versions? Were there half-built pyramids? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we we know that for the most part, the Egyptians built everything there, but we also have found tons and tons out about the Egyptians as as we've gone on, finding sites that we didn't even remotely know, like, that we didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the Sphinx is one of those telltale signs of history that you kind of just don't know everything that's there, and there's a lot to be questioned, and what's on the surface may not always be the actual truth of what's there are you saying aliens no i'm not saying aliens okay i don't think aliens built it okay but i do love that futurama episode where they go to the planet and there's all the egyptian gods and stuff like that and then yeah and then they're like oh man you guys showed the egyptians and they say no the egyptians came here and showed us and that just added like a whole other controversy (laughs) to the whole thing but i i think this thing is part of like the controversy that you see and you do see people talk about it on aliens specifically ancient aliens i think like every three up like all like they have three episodes in a row about egypt and they'll do one other thing and then they'll go back to egypt because it's just there's so much to talk about i mean there's there's so much and the sphinx is one of those yeah and it's beautiful too it's a beautiful monument that is luckily still there yeah i do i do have to admit the sphinx the sphinx is very i mean there's a there's certainly a lot of like like a lot of wonder yeah behind it like exactly that like you know the the pyramids we can at least like see that they built it by you know using like sticks and you know ropes and yeah there's there's evidence of what they did yeah you know the sphinx is almost looks like a solid piece of limestone 
that was essentially chiseled away. Yeah. It's like, how did that get there? Well, yeah. and I think it's interesting, too, because if you think about them possibly finding it when they show up, that means they're basing a lot of their beliefs around it. But, I mean, that's not hard to believe when if you're traveling through the middle of a desert yeah. and you come across a giant monument in the sand that's half degraded. Dogman. I mean, exactly. Like, you're going <laughs> to wonder what it is and possibly yeah. base some beliefs around it. Yeah. So. All right, uh, my number one should not be a surprise to anyone. It's going to be the city or the region of Normandy, France. Normandy, France has been on my wish list, uh, like my travel bucket list, whatever, since I was a child. Um, it's where the D-Day landings took place during World War II and the subsequent battles after that until they pushed into Paris and, and Berlin yeah. and all that stuff. So. Um, but it's just a gorgeous, like the French countryside in general is just a gorgeous uh, area. There's like rolling plains, there's hills, there's cliffs, there's flowers, there's little like these little like uh, I don't want to say shacks, but like the little like the little um, uh, countryside homes and stuff that are really quaint and just pretty. You have the the cliffs. Um, point to Hawk where they, you know, the American soldiers climbed up the cliff. Um, and then you have the cities around it like Carrington and St. Mary Glees. And, um, it's just rich with history, rich with beauty and it's French and everybody likes France, I guess. Or something. <laughs> it's something to see that's in France. That's not the Eiffel tower, which is, which is interesting to me because every time, you, you know, people that think France think Eiffel tower, um, you know, and there's just so much more to, in France to see than just your, your main tourist attractions. I think it's funny you bring that up. It's not a surprise. That's like yeah. your number one. Um, but I also think it's funny you bring up the thing with France because everybody goes there expecting lavish food and like these beautiful streets and like mm-hmm. everything's pristine and the Eiffel Tower to be gorgeous. And there's actually, I can't remember what country it is. They have a helpline to call for a legitimate uh for like a legitimate mental thing that can happen while you're there which is like people can completely break down at the sight of france not being what they thought it was <laughs> which is a really weird like they have like actual like mental breakdowns when they first see france because it's not what you expect yeah and i think yeah. it's the japanese that have a helpline that you can call and like you can have someone help you through it because it's like a legitimate like mental breakdown it's it's weird but that people think of France and they do, they think of high class. They think of the Eiffel tower being like this beautiful sparkling monument, which I know people that have gone there and I've heard different things. Um, but, and you do talk about like, you're talking about Normandy, which is a whole nother thing to see. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's, it's actually a piece of history and actually means something too. Yeah. Um, so I just think, yeah, I just think it's interesting to bring that up though. Um, you also have Cannes, which has like the, the, I think it's the Cannes Film Festival. I think they have it in there. Or no, is that, that's a different con, I think. I think that's a different con. Anyway. Different con. Uh, ignore Josh's con. Yeah, ignore, ignore me. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a different, it's a different con, sorry. So, uh, but anyway, um, it's just fascinating. It's it, like I said, it's rich with history. I've always wanted to go. I've always wanted to walk the beaches just because I feel like it's this somber reminder of everything that we had to go through to stop you know, this tyrannous leader from taking over the world. And there's like lots of uh, monuments and memorials. There's a guy who um, parachuted in and he was trapped on like a steeple of a, of a church in, uh, I forget, I think it's St. Mary Lee's or something like that. 
but he was trapped there. And I think he actually ended up getting down alive, but they put a mannequin in like a uniform and, it, and it's still there today as like a okay. reminder well, yeah. of him being like, stuck up there. Yeah. Interesting. So okay. it's really cool. And the French people are very uh, appreciative and kind to Americans when they go visit and stuff, especially in that area. So it's just, it's just really cool. Everything about it is really cool. And it yeah. sounds really cool. Yeah. Cool. I like that one. Cool. Um, so my number one, I know I, I boasted about like not really wanting, having a lot of like tourist attractions and stuff on mine, but I don't know. I, I put the Mayan pyramids as my number one pick just because I thought that those ones, for me, those are so much more fascinating than the Egyptian pyramids because we hear less about some of those ones and it's a lot different of the culture and it's a lot different of, you know, like there's different reasonings behind the pyramids. I believe so. I have to look some more into it, but you know, plus the surrounding area to me is so much more beautiful because it's in the middle of like these lush you know, jungles and, and stuff like that. And again, it, it, it is going to be another tourist attraction. You're going to see a lot of, um, you know, a lot of tourists that are around there. Um, but I don't know. I just personally, I like the way that they look a lot more than, than the Egyptian pyramids do. Yeah. I, I think they're really, really interesting. Um, they're like step pyramids for yes. people who haven't seen them. I mean, um, I would definitely look up pictures. I yeah. Is yeah. yeah. Is that the term is? I think. Um, but the really, really interesting thing about the thing about them is that we've found similar pyramids kind of all over the world too, like in the way they're built. So yeah. in, there's like a similar architecture there. We've also found them in North America, like, like in Northern, Northern America. Um, which is really, really interesting because there's there's also been questions about whether or not cultures migrated from North America to south to get all the way south yeah. in North America. But yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's a cool design. Um, it, it seems, uh, I don't know, like everybody's taken aback by Egyptian pyramids because of the size of the stones and everything. Mm-hmm. But these just seem like really small stones that they just kind of piece together. And it seems like it took, you know, an equal amount of time if not longer these ones these are little... also slightly more intricate design because yeah. like you can see like they have you know the the different steps on yeah. all four mm-hmm. sides that are going up plus you have like what almost seems like the, you know because we've seen in a lot of like steps. movies where it's like these mayan pyramids are like where you see the heads of like the the, the leaders and all that are you know that's that's their throne room yeah. essentially yeah. so like you know the intricate design of it is a little bit yeah i mean these are massive architectural feats and i mean like going up the stairs to get to the top of them alone i've heard people like it was so difficult to get up there but imagine building it i mean it's just incredible yeah Yeah. and in a different region where like you know it looks like stones like that aren't quite as abundant yeah it's also you know yeah i mean you gotta you gotta consider like they had some kind of mining skill or something like that to where they could go and get these rocks and bring yeah yeah so to me, the Mayan appearance is just way more interesting than like the, you know, or Mesoamerican, however think, you want to look at it. Yeah, I think the Mayans like in general are just like a fascinating uh, civilization. They are because they were like one of the higher, like, what's the word I'm looking for? More Like more civilized. They were uh, way more ahead of its time. Like yeah. they were, yeah, you yeah. know, they had like so much architecture, so many, mm-hmm. you know, feats that were so far ahead of like what it should have been at the time which was you know also a very interesting thing but let's go ahead and move on to our honorable mentions all right so for honorable mentions uh i have 
if I could pull up what I had. All right, I've got the uh, Silfra Fissure in uh, a national park in Iceland. Um, so this is actually really cool. I really love underwater sites, so I had to throw, in, throw one on here, but there are a whole bunch of other ones I want to throw on my main list, so I decided to do this one as an honorable. Uh, so this is actually where two continental plates are divided. So it's between the uh, European or the Eurasian one and the uh, North American plates. And they divide by two centimeters every year. Ooh. But you can actually scuba dive and you can go yeah. in between the cracks. And it's also filled with like these really beautiful like green like algae. It's, yeah. Gorgeous. It's, it's yeah. amazing. There's blues and greens and oranges. It's just incredible. Um, but it's really cool because you get to dive between the you know what two creates our continents, continents. Yeah. i mean like you're going between the two continents and they're separating more and more every single year it, it's a beautiful site they do scuba tours like every day of it too so it's just one of those sites that you actually get to see you know something that's beyond what humans are capable of and it's just how our world is forming and you get to actually look at it forming i mean yeah. while you're there it's going to be yeah. shifting even though you can't see that you're you're seeing like the remnants of it shifting every yeah. year and two centimeters a year you know is quite a bit once you actually get into it i mean yeah it's really and really just the sheer size of it is just yeah. like it's amazing yeah it's incredible it's it's just a really cool piece of this world of this planet and we talk about like we talked about in our last episode how amazing our oceans are and how amazing mm-hmm like the water is and this is just another piece of how incredible it is without needing life or anything like that it's just beautiful yeah yeah that's fascinating yeah it's it's very pretty so it's all in iceland mm. right i'm i'm yeah. being dumb and i'm saying like there's not like one half of it is one country one half of it is no from what i understand it's just it's in iceland it's okay. just that it's just the plate that we're it's sitting plate, on okay. as okay. north america yeah but gotcha. it, it's just really cool to be able to see those two plates that are you know slowly separating yeah it's pretty it's like pristine blue it, yeah, yeah it's, it's right. from from everything that i've read about from everything that i hear about it's just like the most beautiful water there and iceland's supposed to be gorgeous anyway and this is just another showing of that snorkeling in self silfra fisher for 143 uh us dollars it's interesting that you chose uh like a fissure or like a crater type thing because my number, or sorry, my number honorable. <laughs> Couldn't save that one. Uh, my honorable mention is going to be the Darvaza gas crater in Turkmenistan, also known as the doorway to hell. Ah, there it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I like to go with the actual name and then because it's, uh, it's learning. So the Darvaza gas crater or the door to hell is just a hole that's on fire and it's been on fire for like years and years and years and nobody really knows exactly what's causing the fire um it's a so it's a natural gas fill field that collapsed into an underground cavern so you know I'm, i'm assuming they it's uh it's natural gas that's just burning constantly and it's just keeping this fire going but it's been burning, you know, as long as we knew about it or as long as it collapsed. And uh, let's see, it's been burning. Okay, so it's been burning since uh, since 1971. So, you know, about 40 or 50 years yeah. now. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it's, it's where they started a drill site um, and they tapped into a cavern that had a whole bunch of natural gas and one of their pieces of equipment fell in. Yeah. And it started a fire. And because there's natural gas in the hole... 
Mm. It just burns. So it's just burning and burning and burning and burning. So this says that geologists intentionally set it on fire to prevent the spread of methane gas. And it's just been burning ever since. But it's really cool. It's like in the middle of the desert or something like that. It's It's literally like a big circle like a, almost a big yeah. perfect circle in the ground with nothing around it it looks like something out of a bad action film like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really really interesting i guess in 2004 it says that they had to move the city that was nearby it to, for safety reasons because they're worried about it but i mean it's huge i think they're worried it's, about demons coming out of it i would be i would be too uh it also says that it was let's see an edited photograph of the crater was released as publicity for the uh, 2014 Godzilla film uh, depicting monarch agents and vehicles investigating the site. So it has been in, you know, po- uh, pop culture and yeah, stuff like in that. Some way. But, um, it's just fascinating because it's like, it, like I said, it's in the middle of nowhere and it's just this hole on fire. Yeah. So. yeah. No, I've always wanted to see this one. It's just, it looks really cool. And it's yeah. like one of those, it's another one of those things like we've talked about surreal sites. And this is one yeah. of those that's just like a completely surreal thing. It's just burning hole yeah. in the planet. At the same time, I think I would walk up, spend like 10 minutes there, be like, that's really cool. And then walk away and it's like, that's the I've thing. Seen it's like, it. uh, I mean, you look at like pictures of it and we've talked about a lot of tourists being in every other thing. This is like three people are there at a time because I mean, <laughs> it is just a burning hole. It's just a big hole and I feel ground. like it's better yeah. you want to go see it at night rather than during the day. Because right, during the yeah. day, it's just, like weird fire in a hole yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah, i'd be interested i wonder if it smells because it is methane i assume there's some kind of odor or something that comes from probably, it but i mean with all the fire though it's hard to say whether or not there's actually any odors yeah. coming from it yeah yeah but yeah cool well it's interesting that you both picked like big holes or you know openings in the ground um because my honorable mention is going to be stonehenge Oh. That's not. I know. I just. Related. I wanted to jump on the, uh, uh, the hole. It's like, shaped like a hole. That's true. <laughs> it's just a hole above the ground to put the blocks. <laughs> the aliens did that. It's yeah. interesting you guys chose this because I'm doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's becoming a theme of yours. <laughs> you did this, so relatedly, I'm going to do this. Like, um. Nope. Yeah. No, I wanted Stonehenge to be on there. Um. It was definitely one of those that was like worth mentioning because it was. Another one of those where it's like, it, to me, it's cool, but it almost feels like I'm not going to be there for that long, like looking at it. Yes. Um, yeah. But it, like the thing that interests me the most is just the mystery that still surrounds Stonehenge. Yeah. Of like, we have no idea who built it, why it was built, what it was for, you know, like it, we, we don't know any of yeah. that. It's, it's just, it's literally just a fixture in the ground that's just been there. All yeah. we know is that it was aliens. Yeah, it's exactly. really well, all we know. If, if you want to go to the reason why people think it's aliens, so these rocks are huge. They weigh ridiculous amounts, right? Yeah. They came from 180 miles away. Yeah. We're talking about in a time where they have to drag them 180 miles to then put amount. them upright. Yeah. So it's not like these rocks were just sitting here and people are like, let's just make a monument. And on top of that, there's also a wooden Stonehenge that's actually below Stonehenge. Oh, so really? there, there was originally one made out of wood, and then they're like, "Let's just drag." <laughs> That's not yeah. good enough. <laughs> like, was that a base while they were dragging 180 <laughs> miles worth of rocks? Like, or did they just build it and then it just didn't work? But there's apparently, um, I've also heard there's another Stonehenge that's actually a couple miles away. Um, but it's a different, it's like I, a different setup. I saw that it's like Stonehenge, Colorado, and it's just like interesting. Yeah, it's it's like a weird. Or did yeah. you mean a couple miles from? There's a couple Stonehenge. miles from that. Okay, okay. Oh, right. uh, I thought you meant a couple miles but, from us here. <laughs> 
it, it's just really weird. Yeah. It's just, I've also I, I've um, known a couple of people that have seen Stonehenge, and what they tell me is it's really odd to go visit the site because right next to it is the highway. You can actually see it usually in pictures. There's just cars. This just drive by. by. Can you imagine yeah. that being your like morning that's your commute? morning commute? It's oh, your that's job. Great. It's just Stonehenge. There it is. So <clears throat> I looked up Stonehenge. For some reason, I typed in Stonehenge two in Google, <laughs> and apparently, there's a Stonehenge like in Kerr County, Texas, that just has like Stonehenge <laughs> and then like an Easter Island <laughs> yeah. head. It's like that's in the a, middle of nowhere. That's great, in Texas. That's great. <laughs> oh man. But it's not bigger, which is weird. So everything's bigger in Texas. So I'm disappointed. I feel like you'd be a disappointment with a lot. Yeah. Cameron's giving me the disappointed dad look. He's like, he's not mad. He's just disappointed. <laughs> but yeah, Stonehenge, yeah. Stonehenge is fascinating. Just, I, there's not really much more I have to say on it. Because I don't I, think you I can go up to it though, right? I, I think you can up to a to certain point. point. Yeah, like, you're not going to be able. You can't like go into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is probably it's part of the reason off. why it's, it's still it's like good. that's fine. Yeah, which is probably <laughs> part of the reason why it still looks as good as it does, despite yeah, the fine. fact that like I think it's missing some of its structures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's decayed over yeah. time. Yeah, but it's also amazing that like I know rocks last forever or whatever, but it's or, like they erode over time. But it's they think it's five thousand years old. And it's still standing upright with things on top of it. So it's, it's yeah. just really cool. And they were dragged from 180 miles away. That, so, yeah, I mean, like they, it's not like they came from a close to say, yeah. place. It could be a different climate. It could be a different, you know, different air pressure. Yeah, whatever, I mean, so I, it could be. I just, like, when I think about 180 miles, I think it's crazy. Because we live, so people don't know, we live in Denver. Um, or the Denver surrounding area. And Colorado Springs is like 65 miles out from Denver yeah. or something like that. And so like it's hour. like triple the yeah, so yeah, and that's it's an hour, hour drive. Yeah, it's like right yeah. that's yeah. an hour to get there on a highway that is paved and you're driving a car at like 80 miles an hour yeah that i mean it's insane and to it, think about dragging these giant stone. stones exactly yeah 180 miles and through mountains two days yeah. Mountains. yeah so it's it's just crazy yeah it's weird and insane so yeah i think that's why i had to put that one on my honorable just because it was cool like the idea behind it is cool but i can't see myself like staying there for that long like you go visit it for a couple hours and then you like go and do other stuff yeah in the yeah. Area. that's yeah. like you have plans in that space and yeah. you're gonna go do that yeah. yeah yeah so all right good one that's a good one now moving into our dishonorables well, that's our new sound <laughs> 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 Okay, moving into the dishonorables besides our sound effects. Uh, I went with something. I, I looked up a lot of dishonorable things. Funny enough, a lot of attractions and places to visit that are dishonorable actually pop up in America. This is outside of America. So, <laughs> so we might need to do a whole other list on that. Yeah. Um, but... I want to talk about the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, I thought about putting that one on my list for a dishonorable as well. I do remember the Goofy movie where he's like Leaning Tower of Cheesa. Yeah, (laughs) I would put that one on my dishonorable just for the the amount of people that take a picture. Like, yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. (laughs) So I looked up pictures of this. Like, I, I was looking at like bad like attractions, like touristy places, and this one pops up. And the first picture I see is like. 50 people standing in a field in front of it, all with their hands <laughs> yeah. to the side with some like oh, some terrible so choreographed dance. Like it's it's just all these people taking pictures like I'm holding up the tower. You're like the millionth person today to do that. It's not 
I, I don't get it. I don't, it's a tower that's leaning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you find a picture? There's like pictures. I love how they take it off <laughs> center, so it's just them looking yeah. stupid. Uh, it's <laughs> not even leaning that much. That's kind of the thing, too. Yeah. It's honestly, and I was reading a thing once that I don't know if this is true or not, but I know that someone was talking about the fact that they that they believe that it might actually be leaning the other way now. So it might actually just eventually just go back to being upright because the sediment is just soft. So it's yeah, just, it's just constantly leaning, shifting, leaning right. back and forth. Yeah, but it, it's just a leaning tower. It's just that's all it is. It's nothing special. It's can it's, you go inside the tower? I don't know if you can go inside the tower. It always looks like it's fenced off. So yeah, I don't. There's pictures inside. Yeah, yeah you can. It's like I don't know. It looks like there's a gate. There's around probably it. like tours that take you. I mean, but yeah. it's just. All the pictures out front, like people may look like they're the only person in those specific photos. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. like, I can't stop looking at pictures of just people. This is my stupid. new favorite thing right now. Yeah, it's it, and that's why I put it on my dishonorable because it it's a tourist attraction yeah. that gives like that defines what tourist attractions are. It doesn't. So the thing for me is like I don't know anything about <laughs> Pisa or like the history of it or why they built it or anything like that. I don't think, and I don't think ninety. Nine percent of the people that go there know either. No, so they it's go just there kind of the... like a wasted attraction. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I just I'm also still yeah. scrolling through pictures of people like <laughs> holding like, the tower. That's yeah. the thing is that it's not even that you can just find like bad off center pictures. It's that you can find wide shots of just fields of people, <laughs> of people just doing yeah. all doing this at yeah. once. Like I. And I feel like it's one of those things where people go there and they're like, oh, we have to do it because we're here. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd even want to ever see Pisa just because, like, I don't want to be one of those people yeah. that's there. Like, yeah, it's yeah. leaning. Part of me it's... wants to put, like, Thriller, like, as, like, background sounds <laughs> exactly. like one of those pictures. Like, just go in and, like, edit everyone to flip. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's more things to see in Italy than just a tower that's off-center. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I mean, at that point, it's like, it's going to not see the leading tower piece well, of it, going to see the Or I would go there to take pictures of people looking stupid. That's what, that's <laughs> what I was just saying. Yeah, going, like, to actually see the people instead of the tower. Well, I, I would mean, take pictures of them and so, immortalize that. <laughs> we wanted to talk about the historical facts. I'll bring it up real quick. So it was built around, um, like, the 1100s. By the time they got to the third story, it was already leaning. So, <laughs> so, like, Screw so it, they were like, it. not. They were like, we're not even done, and it's leaning, and they just finished it anyway. That's so, so good. but I mean, it's built in sediment that's too soft for yeah. that much yeah. pressure, so it just doesn't. It just doesn't work. But yeah. I don't. I don't even know what the actual. Let's see. I'm just waiting for it to be the falling. It's a church bell that. tower. That's what it was intended to be. Okay. So they're like, it's leaning. All we're going to use this for a bell tower anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> They, it was shortly after the Pisans, who I guess were a race. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know they were an empire. They dominated the area. They built the tower. It started leaning. And, then they and, died now, out. and now people take stupid <laughs> pictures in front of it. It has been around for a long time. Thanks, granted, Pisans. it's been around for like almost, I mean, like we're coming up on a thousand years yeah. now. But, or not, yeah, on a thousand years, I guess. Yeah. Tourists so it's been tourists around for a long time. But, a thousand BC? Yeah. Or a thousand AD? AD, yeah. So. It's been around for a long time, but it, it's not its not important. It really just isn't. It's not important in neither of the pictures people take in front of it. <laughs> so oh, you guys are going to appreciate my dishonorable. We talked about it earlier. It's the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Yay. Again, um, another one I actually thought about putting as my dishonorable. Yeah, and, and honestly, uh, I should just say like Paris in general. <laughs> no, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Paris. I've heard that it smells... I hear good things about Paris from people who have never been to Paris. 
That's people are always like, it's an amazing city. You should go. Like it's beautiful. Have you been? Well, not yet. And, and then like, I, yeah. And then you ask him, and they're like, I want to go eventually. That's. I love that. Like tell me when you all of that when you get saying back. that yeah. I heard like good things about Paris. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my point. <laughs> But I've heard that like like it's it smells. I know there's lots because like I was planning on going when I was overseas because I was already over in that like on that side of the world and I was like it's not that far. I might as well go. Um, there's like pickpocketers all over the place and they're really good at what they do. So they'll like on the train and stuff, especially they'll like yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. And pockets. And yeah. Stuff. And so you have to be very vigilant. Um, there's just a million people at the Eiffel Tower. Say, I've also time. heard that like the French hate the Americans that go yeah, there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because they go there for tourism. They just the city is overloaded with tour with tourists. Basically, yeah. like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And like I've heard the Eiffel Tower is not near as pretty in person yeah. as it yeah. is in pictures because everyone shines it up in pictures, and it's apparently actually dirty and gross. And much like Paris. <laughs> like Paris, which now French people are going to listen. Sorry to, to any Morris. French people yeah, that are right. listening to this. Yeah. Um, but if you think if you think we're wrong, you can tweet us at list this podcast. If you've been to Paris and you think we're wrong, yeah, then you yeah, can yeah. tweet us at list this podcast. If you haven't <laughs> been to Paris, <laughs> go to Paris. Tweet us from Paris. Perfect. I'm sure there are beautiful things in Paris. I'm oh, sure yeah. there's a lot of. I know there's a lot of beauty surrounding it. Yeah. I do know that well, there's a lot of history there. But, well, I, I mean, I told you like right. my my number one was like the French countryside in Normandy, right. which is our you know a few hours from Paris. Like Go there's there, tons yeah. to see. And that's what I've heard is beautiful. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I've heard is worth going to see. Yeah. The food yeah. there, you know, that's one thing that's worth going there for. From also from what I've heard from people that have actually been there, but that's about the only upside i usually hear yeah. other than that's a tourist attraction that's all it is i just is... I have anxiety when it comes to like large crowds of people yep. so i just yeah. feel like like it looks claustrophobic like the city itself and then just having like all the an overpopulation like of, to of, me when i'm around 50 people at the same spot and then like there's like another hundred behind us that are coming up to be in the same spot I'm like why why am i here yeah. like what is yeah. it's what another is one of those where, like because of that i'm only going to look at it for a little bit and i'm going to go do something like right. the, the eiffel tower is another one of those where it's like you look at the eiffel tower because you're there for paris you're not there to go specifically to see the eiffel tower like people go see the great pyramids in egypt to go see the Great Pyramids yeah, in Egypt. That's true. They don't yeah. go to, you know, you don't go to Paris to see the Eiffel Tower. You go to Paris to see Paris, and Eiffel Tower just happens to be one of those I would spots. rather see, like, the Arc de Triomphe or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Something a little more there's, and, Like, that's also kind of my point is there's cool. better stuff to yeah. see, And too. there's beautiful old churches and stuff like oh, that yeah, in gorgeous. the area. I mean, like, there's tons of and stuff to see. Yeah. And just, yeah. like, the main touristy areas, I feel like, that you know, it's wasted because that's where people go. We talk about again like bastardization of tourist attractions like we talked about it with pearl harbor in another episode mm-hmm. and it's you know that's that's what happens people kind of forget about all the surrounding you know meaning yeah. behind everything that was our top five uh u.s events yeah yeah if you want to go listen to that one um that's interesting that you like you mentioned because like mine's going to be in a lot of the same vein for my dishonorable um to kind of segue it over to uh to my final one is um is rio down in you know Rio de Janeiro yeah that's sad you know yeah. and that's part of the reason why I put it on my dishonorable especially with the world cup happening there or was it the olympics that happened there last the time olympics, yeah. because that like ruined the city you know because it brought in so many tourists it brought in you know like they put so much money into that and yeah, they, they, I, uh, I heard they walled off parts of their parts of the poor like poor part of the city yeah. because they didn't want tourists to see it 
Yeah. So they like walled off sections of it where like there's only little ways to get yeah, in there. Yeah, and so like yeah. the, you know the the like minus the festival, you know that goes on there. I, Rio is rich with culture and history and beautiful art, and it's but it's not what the city is today, and no. it's just not. I mean, it's, just, it's yeah, it's a, it's a lot of slums, and it's a lot of like you know, especially like I said with the, the the Olympics happening there, like that just ruins so much of the city. Like if you look at the stadium now and around the stadium, it's one of like the worst areas in the city. Yeah. Like you know, they like you know the amount of trash and the mm-hmm. amount of like you know destruction, the amount of just wasn't that where like. <sighs> in the middle of the Olympics, one of the pools just turned green yeah. too. Yeah. And, um, and then like as shortly after the Olympics were over, it just looks like it's been abandoned for years. Yeah, like, it I've looks heard, like Chernobyl. I've yeah. heard horror yeah. stories. Yeah. It's, it looks awful. I've read up, I've read, or I've not heard personally, but like, you know, I've heard it like online and you know, some like horror stories of like Olympic athletes who had a terrible time staying mm-hmm. there in some of like the surrounding areas and stuff. Like, you know, they couldn't like one of them, like he almost missed the event because he couldn't physically get out of his room. Like the door was like the door was stuck shut and he couldn't get it out of his room, you know, and like and in different stuff like that. And I remember reading before the Olympics even happened, I remember reading about like the reporters that were going there and letting out the news, not that anyone cared, but that the builders that they had were not being paid basically at yep. all. They were living in shacks that yep. filled with trash and cockroaches. Yeah. And like, it's just like disgusting, like the environment they had to live in and all for like the Olympics. And it just, it did make the city worse. It, it did. And yeah. like, you know, like I said, I mean, they have the big, you know, the big festival there. And like, that's what a lot of people go there. But I think it's another one that's like, you know, bastardized so much by tourists. And, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately it's already, a city that's not doing so great and you bring in so many tourists that like are going to do a whole bunch of stuff and like sightsee and stuff there and that's just going to continue to make things worse like you know some places in like mexico like uh cosimo uh they actually like that's they have tourist areas yeah that like are separate from the city you know and they're like that's where they bring in a lot of their income is from the tourist stuff that's we don't see that in rio yeah I was heard yeah. about people getting kidnapped too. Which yeah, is, it's a dangerous area yeah, too. It's, yeah. it's not a safe place yeah. to go, yeah. which is a lot of the argument for why they were putting anything there. But I mean, I've just heard there's so much that's bad about it. There's an article for 2017 on Time that I'm looking through, and it's it's a year after the the Olympics because they were in 2016, and it says that the government. Uh, has a, a million dollars of unpaid electricity bills. I don't know if they paid that off since then. That was two years ago, but it just shows Probably like all of the much. all of the stadiums, all the pools and stuff were abandoned like within six months. Yeah, and they're just like you said, they just look like they're they were like a nuke went off or something. Yeah, I know. It's just it's it's like mortifying yeah. to look at because yeah. they built all this. Also, why abandon it? I mean, it's perfectly fine to yeah. use. You could have been drawing in more money. You could have mm-hmm. been drawing in other events. You could have been doing all of this. Like, I can't imagine, like, in, like, the city I live in, if they just built a giant stadium, used it for a week, and And left, and it's just there. Like, I don't, I mean, what's the purpose Uh, of that? On a slightly different note, I hear the, like, stuff, like, the Olympics tends to do some of that to some of the cities that they Mm -hmm. go into. Yeah, that's why nobody wants it. (laughs) Yeah, which is, yeah, it's it's getting tougher and tougher to find locations for the Olympics because, like, they have to cut deals. 
to get people to like to right. do it because they build because they go they go all out and they get like nothing to show for it really yeah you get the olympics and then just, you get like, tours for a little bit and then yeah exactly and then it's left trash destroyed well, and most know. of that money is being funneled into like buying stuff for the olympics and that's it i mean that's and the olympics themselves are expensive people are paying for the tickets for those so by the time they get there they're paying for stay they're paying for the tickets they're yeah. gonna go they're gonna spend money only specifically at the olympics it doesn't funnel any money into your economy no. like, like taxi tourism, drivers yeah. that's yeah. that's about all it's gonna funnel money yeah. into yeah so well that's sad jim thanks for that <laughs> you're welcome but Rio, I mean, like, okay, so to, to talk nice about it real quick, the, the Brazil area is beautiful. So, I mean, like, I, I feel like I would recommend going to visit Brazil because uh, there's so much to do, like, just in, like, the South American region as well. But just be careful is probably what I would have to say just going to Rio. I mean, because you mm-hmm. could go see, the like, you know, Monte Cristo and stuff there, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a beautiful place, but also, you yeah. know. Yeah. I've seen the Rio movie. They kidnap birds, too. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was was animated game, was villains. It? No, that was that was right. You're thinking of Rango, oh, okay. which is not even close to it. Starts with an R. That's and ends with an O. Just messed up the middle. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking with us for this episode. This has been our top five. What has this been? Our top five interesting places to see outside the U.S. Yeah, um, yeah. I forgot, and then I remembered right as I was saying it. Um, <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter as a show and Instagram now. Yes, you uh, can. At yeah, List helpful. This Podcast. You can see all of our silly posters that Cameron makes. And occasionally we do polls and stuff to see what you guys think about uh, whose choices were better. Um, so go check that out if you want. We should be getting a Patreon here soon because we want to get a better setup. Because we're tired of sitting so close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but as rough. always, my name is Josh, and you can find me on Twitter at JawsXBird. My name is Cameron. You can find me on Twitter as that Cameron guy. And I'm Jim. You can find me on Twitter at HoldMajimbles. And this has been List This, where we list and you listen, I think. <laughs> uh, we will see you next time. Play the music. Uh, see you later, guys. Later.